the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I needed before the show. You got to have a good laugh. I put on the Drudge Report that looks like Bill Gates and Melinda Gates. It's not going to work out. It's tragic. It's marriage delete. And I never really took a gander. But she went from looking. I I got a couple barflies in the old neighborhood whose retirement plan was like to hit the lottery. You know, I'm sure I'm not the only one to grow up with these meatheads. Bunch of good guys, all athletes in high school. And they just thought that... uh, you know, they were going to hit the trifecta at Maywood Park Racetrack every month for a living, and they all got menial jobs. And But they all were very excited because they came in third and fourth at the Rambo lookalike contest in the early 80s. And uh, they're all excited now because Melinda Gates just went from looking like Joe Domingo with a wig on to Cindy Crawford overnight. That's going to be an expensive divorce. <laughs> you know, they were all tuned up. They're looking around. They're driving around right now looking for Bezos' ex-wife. Now they add another one to the pile. It'll all work out great. So I needed that laugh. Before uh, we get into what ruined my way in here, well, really the weekend that ruined my way in here as I watch our country be assaulted by the flaccid fascist and his band of merry Marxists, morons that they are in uh, 60 Minutes head on. Our new Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, whose uh, qualifications for that job are, he pretty much was Joe Biden's lapdog. That was pretty much what he did. Since he got out of college, he was another one of these connected to the Democrat mafia. The old man was a big contributor. So he gets his little sonny boy a job with one of the most pliable political whores in American political history, Joe Biden. And look at him now. He's the secretary of state. And he couldn't be more weak, more useless, more clueless than this. It is the one country in the world that has the military, economic, diplomatic uh, capacity to undermine or challenge the rules-based order that we uh, uh, we care so much about. And are... Rules-based order. You know, when it comes to communists, he's talking about China. When it comes to communists, they're not big on the rules-based order. I mean, the first thing they like to do is kill everybody that, that, that disagrees with them. Is that in the rules? Is that in the rules? They lie, they cheat, they steal, they put their people in prison camps. He's mad, though. Blinken's mad. Because, you know, they're, they're not really following the rules. So we went from somebody who understood exactly how China had bastardized the relationship. You see, I don't, I don't really blame Nixon for, for trying to undermine communism by implanting capitalism. That was the right way to do it. The way in which that plan had changed throughout the decades is where the problem lies. And... Um, I think it's a complex relationship between China and America. I think we had an opportunity to really bring them down by using freedom, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and using the idea that you could implant liberty in somebody because I think inherently people don't want to be slaves. Now, I could be wrong, but um, that, that idea that Nixon had failed. So now we have this adversary that is run by tyrants in, well, in you know, $3,000 European suits, and all of a sudden we're to believe that they're going to follow rules of decorum from the political whores that represent America, as well as the idea that there are rules of decorum in politics. There aren't. See, we have people in charge who have no strategy, no plan, and who are truly playing checkers to the Chinese chess game. Determined uh, to defend. But I want to be very clear about something, and this is important. Our purpose is not to contain China, to hold it back, to keep it down. It is to uphold this rules-based order um, that 
China is posing a challenge to. Anyone who poses a challenge to that order, we're going to stand up and, and defend it. I know you say the goal is not to contain China, but have you ever seen China be so assertive or aggressive militarily? No, we haven't. I think what we've witnessed over the last uh, several years is China acting more repressively at home and more aggressively abroad. That is a fact. What's China's goal? I think that over time, China believes that it, uh, it, it can be and should be and will be the dominant uh, country in the world. There's a couple things that are going on here. First of all, the reason that China became so wealthy is because our government didn't abide by the rules-based order. Oh, I like that. That's a new word salad from the Marxists. Rules-based order. See, our own government doesn't abide by rules-based order when it comes to the treatment of their own citizens and the understanding of exactly what America is supposed to be, steeped in property rights and liberty of the individual. So our government, decades and decades ago, decided to make it kind of a totalitarian stance when it came to American manufacturing. So they were corrupted by the labor extortion mafia called unions, and they, they disenfranchised American manufacturing because they regulated it out of prosperity. So that kind of system that we had where China could never have thrived, never, because it couldn't have competed in a free market system. We said to American manufacturers and to American producers, you've got to follow this, put your left foot in, take your left foot out, put your right elbow in, take your right elbow out, do the hokey pokey, and poof goes your business. So it went overseas where they don't follow those rules, kind of like the rules that we pretend they're going to follow when it comes to CO2. They're not going to follow those rules either. So they were able to produce widgets at about a tenth of the cost of American manufacturers because American manufacturers were extorted and intimidated by their government. And they were forced to implement the labor mafia called unions. So they destroyed American manufacturing. Not they, China. No, 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 no. They, Washington. So China took advantage of that, among other countries. And now they are a runaway train because what they understood is all they need is a little slave labor and they could overthrow every country. So the way in which the story is being told is a lie from the beginning. And now what they've done is increase their military. See, this is a part I think I had a guest on when I first started my own show. And he said, no, 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 no. They're not, uh, they're not uh, as strong as you think they are. And I said, well, I, I, I beg to differ with you. I think they're quite strong. President Biden made clear that in a number of uh, areas, we have real concerns about the actions that China's taken. And that includes in the economic area. And that includes um, uh, the theft of intellectual property. China's gross domestic product is expected to surpass the United States as early as 2028. Hmm. Well, it's a large country. It's got a lot of people. There you go. There's the guy heading up the uh, brain trust of exactly how we're going to take it out. Well, it's a large country. It's got a lot of people. So why don't we just give them the keys now? Just give them the keys now. We'll adopt the one. I'm pretty sure they're not as in much debt as we are. I mean, that's where this is going when you have these idiots in charge. When you have these clueless fools. Clueless. Clueless fools. Like this lapdog who's done nothing but follow Joe Biden around in his entire career. You know, this is the one thing that, that bothers me. Well, a lot of things bother me, but this is the one main thing that bothers me about Democrats and the mafia that they, they, they call a party. Do not the people find it upsetting that this child is in this position where after looking at this interview, I can't believe we didn't wake up to big problems. World War Three, because if you're an enemy and you see this beady eyed son of a gun, the blind mouse that he is trying to feel his way around the plan or some sort of understanding of the gravity of the fact that we are in a currency war, number one. Number two, we're in a labor war. We're in a manufacturing war. How could it be that this country can produce anything and ship it across the seas? And it's still cheaper than what the government forces manufacturers into having costs and taxes here in America. And what is the answer? What is the answer for that? Joe Biden's going to make sure we get rid of all the little loopholes and all the ways and companies can avoid the taxation that they implement, that they extort of our own companies. So on top of this, Joe Biden and I guess Dr. Jill were at the only community college that would ever hire her called Tidewater. 
Tidewater Community College, which is pretty much like uh, Triton and River Grove, except it has more political influence and connections. So they've got these two idiots there. And uh, Biden put on a real display of exactly what he's going to do with his new fiat dictatorship from the White House, because the reality is he's not supposed to be able to rewrite tax laws, but he can do anything he wants. After all, he's a Democrat and they only think with one brain. But the last thing Americans with around with the amount of wealth needs is another tax break. We need to make a choice. The last thing Americans need with the amount of wealth in America is another tax break. He's guaranteeing to cripple all of those people that hire you that are not the government. He's guaranteeing and disincentivizing investors, both private, corporate, hedge funds. You are the enemy of the Joe Biden administration. And you know what your problem is? You know, you unpatriotic son of a dog capitalist. You know what your problem is? You get to keep too much of your money. How dare you think you could keep that money? Eliminate the loophole. Only the gains above for people, only the gains above people making $2 million a year. Mm-hmm. A couple. Get it right, stupid. We'll have them work on it through the break, and I'll take your calls when we get back. 312-642-5600. You notice how they never mentioned spending? No, no, no. Because at that community college, this idiot was, the one that hired his, his pretend doctor wife, he wants to make that free for everybody. They got all kinds of ideas how how better to spend your money than you do. We'll take your calls when I get back. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. I cannot wait to see my friend Joe Domingo again and tell him he's the spitting image, Melinda Gates. I know it's mean. I know. I'm vain, though. You'll have to forgive me. I married the prettiest girl in the neighborhood. I had $3,200 in my name. Bill Gates had billions. Married Joe Domingo. I can't figure it out. Hope he does better on the next round. Of course, he did hang around with that guy with the island, didn't he? Just one of them guys flying to the island. It's all very strange. Greg in LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Wonderful, Greg. How are you? Good. How is it that China is going to eat our lunch by 2028, according to our Secretary of State, because they're bigger than we are and they have more people. (laughs) They're burning more fossil fuel. They have more people, which is polluting more. They're destroying the planet, but yet they're going to overtake us, and they're our big, biggest threat. And the only reason they're going to eat our lunch is because they don't give a rip what these political whores in Washington say. That should be the official rebuttal. The reason they're going to eat our lunch is because they don't give a rip what you say. There's no unions in, the, in, 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 the, in China except for the Communist Union. That's it. And there, there's no negotiators, there's no business agents, there's no regulations, there's no AOCs or Chuck Schumers or these corrupt fascist scum pretending to be Democrats. So that's why they're going to win. I think I don't know how they could lose. To tell you the truth, I don't know how they could lose unless the government completely is stripped of all power. They are going to win. So strap in I'm, because they're giving you their own their own blue, blue book of exactly what's going on. You know, I'm amazed. I, I knew it would be bad, but I didn't know it would be comedically bad. Oh, it's comedically. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like a Bill Gates wedding picture. It's terrible. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. I mean, it, it's only three months. <laughs> You're three months in. We should be rip-roaring by the time you can't celebrate the 4th of July. More fun with the tyrant. With just the amount of tyranny and, the, and our acceptance of it is crazy. John, in Palatine, you're the only one to hang on. We had some kind of glitch. Everyone hung up on me. How are you, kid? Hey, Sean. Uh, good talking to you. Listen, how, can you tell me how this uh, uh, Bambi Bozo Blinken uh, is uh, partnering up with uh, uh, China? And we're already in bed with Iran. And, and, and if you notice, we're starting to cause trouble like uh, with warlike activity in the Middle East. And, and where are the Republicans? I mean, what are they? Go along, get along, Charlie? They're we're going to go to war and lose call, our economy. They're calling their broker, and they're getting long all kinds of uh, war profiteering stocks. Halliburton, everybody's very long. they got the options on the future play. It's very complicated. So that takes a lot of time to set that up, John. And, you know, you can't do that overnight. So they're working out all kinds of trading strategies to profit from World War III, the one they got us in, these idiots. And the other thing that wasn't mentioned, I watched the whole 60 Minutes interview. Nothing was mentioned about, do you find it odd that Rosemount Seneca Capital, a company that's owned by John Kerry's stepson and Hunter Biden, along with their childhood friend who helped them change in the locker room, somehow has this magnificent multi-billion dollar deal with the Bank of China. 
That was never mentioned. Oh, we got the Chinese ships, how much they're more advanced than us in the, in the Navy, how much they've grown, how they're going to kick our tail. Can but you imagine that? Nobody mentioned it. It's really perplexing. But, John, the last thing they want the people who are still stupid enough and corrupt enough to support these rotten Marxists, the last thing they want them is informed. So after all, we learned this from Chicago. Thank you, John, for the call. The Democrats, the people who vote for these people, they don't mind the corruption. Here, what do we have? 46 shootings in Chicago. How many murdered? Seven that died. Who knows how many more? I can't imagine you get shot and you go home the next day. They're maimed for life. Where's Black Lives Matter? See, there's no money in it if you go to the South Side. And then we'll have, we'll have a Geppetto Lightfoot. We need gun control. How about we need gang control? Let's, let's forget the gun control. Let's do gang control. That doesn't sell. And the Democrats don't care, because when election season comes, who are you going to vote for? Democrat. Can't get enough of it. Just beautiful. Why would you change a thing if you're one of them? Robert on the south side. Yes. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, why are you so disrespectful and hateful? <laughs> why do you respect tyranny and failure and corruption? And why? Anyone that would listen to you is just as deplorable. Yeah. I mean, who would listen to you? Shut up, moron. Would you like Shut to up, to your moron. Wife like your I'll talk to you like that, you piece of garbage. You Democrat scum that vote for these rats that have ruined the country, that ruined your very city. You just shut up and you do what they're told. See, I don't respect corrupt tyrants and failures. You do. You might be an alderman. What are you, one of the 50 thieves? Because you'll step and you will fetch to vote the way they tell you to do. Because that's what you're good at in Chicago. Step and fetch and vote for the tyrant that abuses you. But be respectful. I have no respect for corrupt mafia scum. How about you? I certainly don't. They can't get enough of it. That's why they cheer when they promise to take the money and taxes away from other people who they deem to have too much. That's why they support this flaccid fascist political whore. A rate of capital gains rate for people making more than a million dollars a year which, by the way, would affect three-tenths of one percent of all taxpayers. Mm-hmm. Three-tenths of one percent of the top one How come nobody taxes with the government? And close another loophole, like the real estate investment loophole. The wealthiest simply paying the same rate on their wages and investment income that raises... See, so what that means is he's going to backdoor nationalized landlords. See, because if there's no advantage to being a landlord, why would you be one? Especially since over the course of the last decade, this government... And the Barack Obama administration made it illegal not to take government cheese. So when you're a landlord in many of these Democrat-run mafia states, you can't say no to Section 8 housing. So now the only advantage to being a landlord that has Section 8 housing is you do get various deductions and depreciations, and you are able to improve that property and not have it count as income. But why would you do it now that he gets rid of these very things? See, this, this all sounds very complicated to the Democrat. All he knows is he said a million dollars a year, and that's good enough for them. Because after all, they're respectful. They're willing slaves, and they're respectful to the corruption and the collusion. And they never, ever question government spending. They only question private people who earn their money keeping it. Never, ever the government that wants to take it. After all, the government has been so successful in Chicago. It's a utopia. Pick a, pick a neighborhood. Where's the good neighborhood in Chicago? I can't, I can't seem to figure out one. I know there's not one I'd want to be in. Steve in Westchester. How you doing, Sean? How are you, Steve? I'm doing good. Listen, I love your show. You're you're my guy. Thank you. Why don't you run for president? Yeah, that'll go well. First of all, I, I, I yeah. can't. First of all, I, I'm not big on the whole corruption. This system isn't a system I, of I, I representation. It's a system of corruption and political payoffs. And after all, you know that leads me to my my next thing. After all, you heard what the rebuttal is by Chicago Democrats, right? Why don't you Absolutely. be respectful? See, because they don't right. want you to use your judgment. They want you to shake the hand that gives you the finger. That's what a Chicago exactly, Democrat is. Right? And then what they do Stop. is they whine about it. You know why, Steve? They want a piece of the pie. That guy on the south side, he doesn't give a rip about the failure, the corruption, the murder, and the mayhem. All he wants is a piece of the pie. Oh, I want to play this Romney clip. Let me just play this real quick. It's a person who, uh, who says what he thinks, and I don't hide the fact that I wasn't a fan of our last president's character issues. And I'm also no fan. Show some respect. You hear it? Show some respect. So Romney, a Republican that voted for Joe Biden and this corruption we, we face every day, you know what the, the chant was by the corporatist Republicans? Show some respect. 
I'm going to tell you right now, you don't respect tyrants and corrupt mafia members. You owe it to the people who founded a country built around your personal liberty to not respect the corrupt, the tyrannical, and the Marxists. They deserve zero respect, and that's what I guarantee you I'll give them. 312-642-5600. Aye, aye, honorable chairman. Could have been worse. Not terrible. All right, I'm going to go to the lines, and then we're going to move a little subject here. But John has been waiting for a while. John in Glenview. How are you, John? Yes, hi. Can you hear me? I could hear you, Bob. Yes, I have a question about the young Trump supporter and the lady that uh, got shot at the insurrection at the Capitol. Yes. Yes, I have a question. Uh, well, concern. Comment. Amy. Uh, too bad. Yeah. Too bad it wasn't uh, someone close to you, like your wife or something. Oh. So you can understand where people come from. Oh, John. You know, you something really tells need, me yeah, you're really that scumbag. You need, to, you need to feel it. You need to feel it. Why don't you come and talk to me like a man in you're person? You're terrible. You are, yeah, I don't, don't feel good, do it. Talking about somebody's I wife. Don't even, what are you talking about, Asshole. moron? <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. Oh, he's talking about Melinda Gates. Oh, he's sticking up for Melinda. You could always tell the Democrats. They don't even know what they're talking about. He can't articulate it. God. Hey, TJ, Aurora, how are you? Hey, Sean, how are you doing today, brother? Wonderful. How are you? We got Democrats these, listening these to liberal, us today. These liberal Democrats, after the previous call, no. really get your blood boiling with this nonsense. It does. It, Chicago I, Democrats are always my favorite callers. Chicago Democrats, because they can't figure out how stupid they really look to the world. They keep voting. Yeah, we had to hang on. Can't swear, no swearing. They can't figure out how stupid they look to the world. But here's how stupid they look to the world. See, we're used to this, but to the world, this is kind of a, this is a problem. Weekend violence in Chicago claimed seven lives and injured dozens more. The surge in the city coincided with that warmer weather. WG and Sean Lewis, live at Chicago Police Headquarters. So now in the news, they are equating warm weather to 46 people being shot because that's normal. See, that's a Chicago Democrat, a city ruled by Democrats for 100 years, ruled by Democrats, a city where aldermen being indicted. It's it's just Wednesday. It's Tuesday. It's no big deal where these these corrupt mafia families position themselves as gods in, 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 in Chicago politics. And it's normal. The dailies, they're wonderful people. They're not gangsters. No, not at all. The Burks. No, they're 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 fine. The first ward. The 11th Ward. Pick a ward. Forget the other one who had his daughter who dressed like him. Just walk into the office. Blagojevich's father-in-law. Dick Mel. That's it. Yeah, they're just, they're just normal guys. It's just they're aldermen. They're representatives. And they, they, they vote time in and time out for these kind of people. And the problem in this city are Republicans and people who think like me. Not them. That, that moron that couldn't speak a full sentence, he's not the problem. I am. With the latest. Hi, Sean. Hi there to both of you. You'll hear this uh, time and time again. Chicago police officially telling us that uh, weather and violence do not correlate in the city of Chicago, though if you look at the numbers, especially this weekend, it tells a different story. The warm weekend weather brought with it a flurry of violence. Across Chicago, gunfire and knife attacks cut short the lives of at least seven people and injured at least another 46. One of the latest near the United Center at Adams and Seeley. Chicago police working into the early morning hours on Monday. Five people, all between 20 and 32 years old, were shot as they stood outside. One of them rushed to the hospital in critical condition. The shooting happened just after 11 p.m. Sunday. Police believe the gunshots came from a gray Audi SUV a with gray three Audi. people inside. A gray Audi SUV. Boy, an Audi. That's an upper cross car. I wonder what that guy does. Probably an account manager. He's probably, maybe, maybe he's like a vice president for UPS. You know, he's a real up-and-comer on the weekdays, and he's a gangbanger on the weekends. Because what we need in Chicago is gun control, not gang control. Because the gangs have infiltrated the representation and they've infiltrated the mind and the philosophy of Chicagoans. It's normal now. That's why when a guy calls up, it should be my wife that gets shot. That's why I got my wife and my kids the hell out of this sewer state. Get them out. Get yours out. Because this is what's normal in Chicago. And see, the problem is when you don't show respect to these Democrat mafia scum, 
that call themselves politicians. On Sunday afternoon, just before 3 o'clock, two men were shot here in the 800 block of North Ridgeway. That's all right. A 40-year-old man survived, but the 34-year-old man was pronounced dead at Mount Sinai Would that guy drive a Mercedes? That shooting about the same time and less than two miles from where a 17-year-old boy was shot in the face and killed as he drove in the 4800 block of West Ferdinand. And early Saturday morning, a 35-year-old man was found stabbed in the neck and chest here in the 2600 like block of South yard. Christiana. While Area 4 detectives are investigating, no one is yet in custody. Our Chicago police did make one arrest in a different stabbing. That one happening uh, early yesterday morning on Harrison. They saw two men fighting as they were on patrol. As they pulled up, one man started to run away. They noticed the other man was on the ground. They took the other man in custody. Unfortunately, the man who was on the ground had been stabbed to death. Behold the utopia Democrats built. It's not a city, it's a prison yard. It's a disgrace to humanity. And this is the philosophy that people want to follow and vote for? Good luck. You could have it. Now, God, the worst thing you could do is live among your own rules. Go ahead. I can't do anything more to you than your representatives do. Yeah, I'm the problem, though, right? My wife should get shot in the neck. Did you hear that, scumbag? Did you hear that, scumbag? Come and talk to me like a man. 114 West Park Avenue, Elmhurst. I'll be there tomorrow, 1030. Harry, Aurora, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, I was just making the comment again. Very unfortunate that we had another seven people lose their lives in Chicago this past weekend. But that would uh, equate to the number of people that died from the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, supposedly. Yeah. We put a pause on Johnson & Johnson. Why don't we put a pause on Chicago Democratic control? No, we need gun control, not gang control. Out. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the call. No, political control. No, I hear you, Harry. And here's the thing. I'm just happy that that report didn't end with, go get your vaccine. I mean, that's how ridiculous things have gotten, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's preposterous. Yep. And you know thank something, you. Harry? The people who vote Democrat are going to follow the orders. Because that's what they like to do. They like to follow the orders. They like to follow this pathway. They like the idea that all they have to do is exist and you're going to get free rent, free food, free whatever. They're not interested in making their situations at all better. And Chicago is the perfect example of that. You know, the best thing you could do if you're a Chicago citizen is somehow just move out. That's it. It isn't, you're not going to fix a damn thing. That's why when the aldermen get indicted and they lie and they, they insider borrow money from banks that are going under like Daly Thompson, it's just normal. That's why the citizens, they think it is normal. And then when Kim Fox doesn't prosecute a guy that shoots into the car because he feels disrespected, you're starting to see a theme here. A lot of respect built around mafia and corruption, isn't it? You better respect the mafia. You better respect the corruption. Because the reality is they could do anything they want. They're not going to get prosecuted. Kim Fox is going to prosecute one of them. She's in on this scam, and there's nothing you could do about it. And we've exported it, and now we're surrounded by the incompetence and the failure, and it's just a philosophy, not an organized crime. I'm sorry, brother. We are exact evidence. We're prima facie evidence as to exactly why you should never vote Democrat in your life. This is how it ends up. Or maybe it's not so bad. New York, New Jersey, they're a lot better. California, they're, they're phenomenal places to live. 312-642-5600. John Portage Park. Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm well, man. How are you? Good, good. Hey, I just want to know why there was a blackout of, a new, of an incident this weekend. Saturday night around 8 o'clock, everybody... As was down at Grand Park to watch the first fireworks of the opening of Navy Pier. How'd that go? Unfortunately, unfortunately, there was a gang war in front of the Bean. Over 150 gangbangers going at it. There must have been 40 police cars in response. Everybody had to scatter for safety to their condos and and their families running out of the park with their lawn chairs to put down this gang war. And I want to know why it wasn't on news or the media. Clout, baby. You, you, I know you're asking a rhetorical question, John, but it's clout. It's a news. It's an information blackout. That's what it is. And there's probably an information blackout. I'm guessing, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing on Saturday there were in excess of, say, 80 police that had the guard Lightfoot's mansion. Oh, oh, okay. They were busy. I got it. Right. I mean, I know it's not a mansion. After all, it's just a little house, and she's just a lawyer who makes 400 a grand, grand a year from a law firm that she hasn't been to in a year. You know, I mean, but that's okay because it, you know why, John? 
in in Chicago among Democrats, that's perfectly fine. They like it like this. It's a utopia. Come on down. Bring the kids and watch the fireworks. That's why get the hell out of here. And that's going to take me to my next one. Jim, Eola Road. How are you, Jim? Well, I'm doing fine. Thank you. I Listen, I absolutely 100% appreciate your passion. I think this city... Democrat-run cities are turned upside down on their ears. This woke society is not woke at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is backwards. But I have to ask, maybe I misunderstood what you said, but I thought you said because of the craziness, that's why you got your wife out of the city. Got, and, no, uh, I got her out of the state. I got my wife and kids out of the state because okay, I, I went so down I, to Florida, right? So here's the thing. I love this city. Ahead. I love this city. I'm, I made my living here. I'm born here. But you have to use your intellect, right? So a decade ago... I'm a, I, well, I study things from market perspective. A decade ago, it's more than a decade ago, but a decade ago, we were beyond the point of no return. So I made the decision to move my business and my life to a different state. I go back and forth so because me, I have massive family me, here. Yeah. Okay. So here's the question. But you choose to be here to make a, make a living. Is that correct? You're, I, you're I, in a studio I'm, I'm here not, in Illinois or, this or is, you remote? This is, I go back and forth. But this isn't about my living. John, I'm going to tell you right now, this is something I never thought I'd do. I never wanted to be a radio. I didn't start out like this. No, I wasn't a radio. Well, I'm doing it because I want, to, I want to make a massive difference. And I want to make a difference by taking these mafia figures, pretending to be politicians, and making them embarrassed and afraid to leave their house. Not because of violence, but because we know what the scams are. You know how ridiculous it has been my whole life to look at these mafia figures pretending to be aldermen and these lobbyist scum on Rush Street like men? After I worked a whole week, risked every dollar I go out, I see these scumbags with their inside fix and their clout walking around like Sam Giancana. The only, the only difference, I, 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 to me, it's got to stop. And it stops when guys like called me up, threatening me, say, wait a minute, what did he say? He's right. I've been voting Democrat for 100 years, and they've destroyed my neighborhood, my block, my house. See, because on the argument, we win hands down. It's how you get through to people to make them understand it. This guy thinks I'm his enemy. I'm not his enemy. His enemy is who he's been voting for. They laugh at him, and they make fun of him. Because the minute he walks, maybe he's in on the scam, and then in that case, I completely understand. But the minute the constituents of the Democrats walk out, they laugh at them. Louis Gutierrez laughs at people who complain of property tax. Chewy Garcia laughs at people. The Alderman Daly with his balloon head laugh. Riley in the only district that pays any taxes. They're laughing at you. So in turn, what I want to do is tell them, I'm laughing at you because I know your scam. I see the scam. And you're not a mafia guy. Mafia guys are men. These aren't men. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate the call. Hope I answered it. That's it. I got to go. I really love this show. Fastest hour. When I get back. I've got a great guest, and at 6.35, I'm going to take your phone calls. This is how you get through. The enemy, you, you have to make them see. Their enemy isn't a Republican. Their enemy isn't a Libertarian. Their enemy is a Democrat pretending to be their representatives. That's who turned that once great city into a ghetto. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. about being from Chicago, Illinois, is that we spot that scam a million miles away. Joe Biden is not just a 50-year political whore who has bastardized and profited from political corruption. He thinks he's on to something real shrewd. Because instead of uh, coming up with some cousin in a minority contract because it's a girl and putting her in O'Hare the way it's done here in Chicago, or getting some other contract where they go put cones out and get paid for 14 years and nobody does a thing. Amtrak Joe put his son at 21 years old on the board of Amtrak. So when John Bennett, senior editor at the Washington Examiner, released his article, I had to get him on, because I want to talk just about the specifics of it. How are you, John? All right, how are you? 
Very good. I am from the political corrupt future known as Chicago, Illinois. See, what we've done and Democrats have done is not recognize the political scams and corruption. What they've done is embrace it and export it to Washington. So for the rest of you people, you're starting to learn about this. But this is one of my favorite scams of all. Can you tell me a little bit about Amtrak, Joe? Well, you know, I covered the defense industrial congressional complex for over a decade. So uh, if you want to talk scams, maybe we can do that next Yeah, time. Well, we, um, we should uh, just have a whole segment, Scams with Sean and John. But go ahead. <laughs> there you go. Well, that, maybe that's a spinoff podcast. There you go. Um, yeah, well, what uh, what President Biden is doing here is, uh, you know, he's proposed uh, two spending bills. Uh, one is uh, $2.3 trillion. The other is, uh, depending on, on how you count, if you throw in the tax, uh, some of the tax breaks and, and things like that, it's about about $2 trillion, probably about $1.8 trillion. The White House contends that, um, you know, if they get all of this, then, as as he talked about on Friday uh, in Philadelphia, uh, part of it is an $80 billion uh, expansion of Amtrak. I was just looking at the map. You know, it, it would connect you guys to uh, points south, kind of some points west, and some points east into Michigan. And uh, the idea, at least what the president said Friday, is, you know, um, fairly or unfairly, looking at his own uh, experience when he was a senator, of course, his wife and daughter died in a car accident, and, and he took Amtrak from Delaware to Washington, uh, not every day, but about every day. And one of his visions here is that folks could hop on the train and, uh, you know, they could work an hour away, what would be, you know, maybe 40 minutes by train. And that's a lot easier than, than jumping in the car and hitting traffic and not getting home, uh, you know, until 7.38 or, or even later at night. So. That's the idea. Do they have the votes for this stuff? Well, I don't think they have the votes right now, certainly not for a bipartisan deal to pass everything the White House is proposing. There's talk of a slimmed-down uh, physical infrastructure for just that. Uh, maybe not all of the Amtrak, but a lot of it, roads, bridges, tunnels, airports, seaports. Uh, there is support, bipartisan support for those things. There always has been. The problem is paying for it. The two parties, uh, for a slim down bill like that, um, Senator Capito leading the way from uh, uh, from West Virginia, Joe Manchin also from West Virginia, but but paying for it is going to be such um, such a problem that that even if they agree on all the projects, they may never get there. This is the same old tired song, though, isn't it, John? It's always the same old tired song. The mystical, magical. It absolutely is. Yeah. Mystical, magical. President, Ob- yeah, President Obama tried a version of this. Uh, President Trump uh, threw out, you know, several uh, infrastructure plans. The, the interesting thing about the Trump infrastructure plans, again, it was the pay fors with the same thing with uh, President Obama. Now the same thing here. Uh, but President Trump's were shot down immediately by Republican lawmakers. Who, who who didn't think he was very realistic in paying for his plan. So, you know, I don't know about you. I was out for a walk uh, earlier uh, this evening and, you know, just dodging potholes as I crossed the street. So, you know. And the real, car, the real shame of it is we, no matter what city we're in, no matter what county or state, we're paying for that infrastructure and they are putting the money in the general fund and squandering it. So once again, their failure becomes a fantastic weapon because they've all squandered the money. They're all in the same boat. You all have a different version of Jane Byrne uh, exit ramp, which, by the way, if you have time for laughs, look up this debacle. And they they steal the money from the taxes on the gas and the parking and every other scam they come up with. And then in the meantime, they subsidize it throughout the nation through these phony infrastructures. But as you were talking, I was listening and I remember Trump right before he left did one point nine trillion. Right. So you got one point nine. You got one point nine when Biden first got in. You got two point three and one point eight. You're at eight trillion dollars, give or take a couple hundred billion. And um, that's true. Yeah. I'm wondering, John, are Democrats, you know, I'm, I, I'm from Chicago. I started the show today by saying, are you really in on this? Do, do they not get what this is doing when they see Hunter Biden at 21 years old on the board of a company that literally survives from charity? 
I mean, is this is there ever going to be a breaking point? I know it's an opinion question. I know it's not what you're used to. But do you think, in your in your opinion, because you've been doing this for decades, right? You did the military-industrial right. complex where Republicans, after a certain amount of time, said, what the hell is going on here, Cheney and Rumsfeld? What the hell are you doing? Do you think Republicans will have that come to uh, the Lord moment? They certainly didn't under President Trump. They were willing to go along with his spending ways. And, you know, that was that was one place that President Trump really uh, had a departure from Republican orthodoxy. He was a spender. He was a spender as, you know, he, he was a borrower and spender as a businessman. And he brought that right into the White House. And we did not hear really anything, not even from the Jim Jordans or when Mark Meadows was still a congressman before he became White House Chief, White House Chief of Staff, or even really conservative senators that, that I would talk to almost every day when I was running around as a reporter on Capitol Hill. Um, so, you know, that, 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 yeah, Republicans, at least in, in word, if not deed, will, you know, they've already had their come-to-Jesus moment on, on spending and deficits. It's a come-to-Joe moment because there's a Democrat in the White House. Now, if we have a President DeSantis or a President Haley or a President Trump, number two, um, in, in a few years, and that president wants to spend I think you'll, it'll be a lot like the last four years. I'm wondering if we could even make it. You know, we're 90 days into this. I call him the flaccid fascist. We're 90 days into this reign. And the atrocities are so massive. It's a tsunami of, of, of destruction when it comes to Americanism. And, you know, I, I was reading down your article about the CDC and what a, what, a, what a punchline this organization is. And their masks and the vaccine, wear the mask, take the mask off. They don't know what the hell they're doing. But isn't it a, more symbolic that they have really utilized this virus to its highest potential by enslaving the American citizen to willfully give up his liberty and his freedom in order to listen to blind mice. Well, I'll, I'll let you discuss the, the latter there. Uh, I did everything this weekend that I wanted to do, but I can I can agree with you that the CDC and really on down to state and local and, and the Trump administration as well. This this is not limited to the Biden administration. No, uh, the messaging, the messaging, and the guidelines and the consistency has been all over the place. I mean, here in D.C., um, our our mayor, uh, Democratic mayor, Mayor Bowser, on Friday apparently signed an order rolling back a lot of the the mask mandates and what have you. And then this morning, there was so much confusion over the weekend. This morning, she signed an order taking uh, taking a lot of it back. So this isn't about Biden or Trump or Bowser. I, I really think all of government, no matter who's in charge, they've really bungled the messaging and the guidelines. And, you know, this thing has, has just uh, there's not been really any consistency, um, especially major cities and, and governors. I think everyone struggled with this. And, you know, historians and public policy experts, you know, hopefully they're already busy examining this. So maybe if this happens again, we can we can have a smoother run and be able to tell what the heck our leaders are asking us to do. But there are some states that put up a little bit of a fight. See, when this all broke, sure, yeah. when, when this all broke a year and a couple months ago, I thought to myself, if there's one president that in the history of this country that could say to the to the pressure he's under from various bureaucracies, I am the president of the free world. If states choose to lock down their people, let that state. Do that and let the citizens decide whether they want it or not. So he broke my heart a little bit when he went along with the shutdown, because to me, it was in the face of science, not because of science. And one guy that held fast is my state where I chose to move to, and that is Florida. And did you happen to catch what DeSantis said today? I did not. I had do you my mind head, if, uh, in, do, in White House, though. Do you mind if I play it for you? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. But now today, I'm going to let the legislatures come up. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to sign the bill. It's effective July 1st. I'll also sign an executive order pursuant to that bill, uh, invalidating all remaining local emergency COVID orders effective on July 1st. Uh, but then to bridge the gap between then and now, I'm going to suspend uh, under my executive power the local uh, emergency orders um, as it relates to COVID. Um, I think that's the evidence-based thing to do. I think the fact that... 
I think I think folks that are saying that they need to be policing people at this point, if you're saying that, you really are saying you don't believe in the vaccines. You don't believe in the data. You don't believe in the science. Uh, we've embraced the vaccines. We've embraced the science on it. Uh, the data, uh, I've said, has been good from the beginning in terms of clinical trials. It's even better in real life. And so uh, it's available. We want everyone to get it. And if you get it, just know that um, the reason you get it is because we want to be able to have people uh, enjoy themselves and, and live, live freely in the state of Florida. Now, from that approach to Cuomo, and from the beginning, I was watching it because I go back and forth. And I was watching Cuomo take sick people and put them in the most, the, really, the, the arena that ha- was the most vulnerable with seniors. And I said to myself, boy, that seems stupid. And the devastation was really, you can't calculate what it really did. And then I watched this guy. So given, given what's happening, he is saying at this point, if you believe in the vaccine, then let's go back to living. And for the most part in his state where I lived during this, it was pretty much living anyway. There was very little harm to the individual, to the business. In fact, businesses thrived. I drive to the, to the studio here today and I take different roads. The amount of closed businesses and vacant commercial is, is unbelievable. It can never come back. So we now have evidence of how to act versus how not to. Why isn't there more of a support for DeSantis? Is it because the higher-ups in Washington are attacking him and his success? Yeah, he's certainly caught uh, a lot of criticism from Washington. Um, I I do think, yeah, you're right, there's a clear difference in in how he and and Governor Cuomo um, handled COVID. I think, you know, Governor Cuomo has gotten, uh, has gotten, has gotten some criticism, but, you know, probably not enough. Uh, you mentioned the nursing home, uh, just absolute bungling there. Um, and you know, that's, that's, that's something that, um, that, that DeSantis knows and, and he's going to use. We had a story over the weekend from my colleague, Catherine Doyle, um, on Saturday, looking at, uh, and sort of a very well sourced story about how DeSantis is, is trying to get Trump's support should Trump not run again. And th- that does sound to me, the clip you play, that sounds to me like a, a man who is A, up for reelection, and, and he knows what's popular in his state, and he's given the people uh, what they wanted, and he's, you know, he's clearly reading uh, a lot of polling data. Um, I think the more criticism DeSantis takes from Washington and from, from top Democrats. Um, it's probably going to help him down the road. And he's a guy who sources tell us has um, the biggest political ambitions one can have. Um, and certainly one way to fire up the base and raise the money that it takes to, to run for reelection in Florida and also run for president um, is, is he can, he can use all that criticism to just raise, raise buckets of cash and he's going to need every dollar. John, Bennett, senior editor at the Washington Examiner, I had so much fun with you that uh, I'm going to ask you back because I really want to talk about uh, kind of what's going on in the foreign policy world. It seems to me to be chaotic and it seems to me to be dangerous. Um, will you be willing to come back? Uh, you know where to find me. I love it. So you never know. I have a tendency to scare off interviewers. Misty Kellyanne has a hell of a time getting people to come back. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And I'll be looking for your new stuff. Okay. Take care. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls. 312-642-5600 when I get back. He's lost his mind. Um, a nurse was fired for declining the vaccination. Chicago doesn't want you to call their vaccine passport a vaccine passport. Vax past idea is all the way up to the portly governor's mansion. Of course, he's going to implement it. And why wouldn't he? His wife and kids live where mine do. So it's no big deal what you pass on us. And uh, Cuomo, I'll tell you, you can't, I can't get enough of nipple rings. I really can't. Who are the groups who are targeting on the vaccination? Youthful and the doubtful. And there is an attitude that they'll be fine. Why should they take the vaccine? Maybe you will get a long haul syndrome that we're not really sure What's what it is time? yet, but a lingering consequence of COVID. Or maybe you go home and kiss your grandmother and wind up killing your grandmother. Maybe you kill my grandmother, dummy, because you'll never pay the cost of the thousands of seniors you killed. You killed them by moving in patient zero. 
to a retirement home, you moron. How, why would a Democrat even listen to this idiot? It's amazing to me. Their tolerance for corruption and stupidity and failure is really, I have yet to see a bar. I have yet to see a bar. It reminds me of when Marion Barry was smoking crack. Remember he got reelected? I mean, at what point is it enough? This guy literally is responsible for thousands, if not tens of thousands of deaths. The molestation, I guess that's all part of the thing, right? We all kind of knew that was happening. But now this vaccine. You are no longer entitled to your opinion. I don't know why I can't say my body, my choice, or I'm trans-vaccine. I haven't been vaccinated, but I feel like I have. Why not? It's good enough for a fella to go to the bathroom with my daughters. Why not good enough for me? And now the, the fascists. That's why it's very deliberate when I tell you every policy, everything, not just economics, everything is steeped in force by the American Marxist mafia. Everyone. That's all they know is force, intimidation, threats, coercion. That's, that's what they are. And that's why when we get them to call the show, what do they sound like? You will comply. You're disrespectful. Why isn't your wife shot? It's, 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 it's so boilerplate because they are useful slaves, willing slaves. They like it that way. Doesn't bother them. Cuomo doesn't bother them. There are people out there that nod and said, yes, that's why I'm going to take my teenager to go get vaccinated. Forget about the idea that the vaccine is unproven. It's all you've all heard is a story. You've heard a story. And in fact, the evidence, six people died, right? So no big deal. I guess if you're in Chicago, it's no big deal. We call that a weekend. The idea that in this country you are now going to be forced to capitulate and literally show your papers like Germany in the 30s. These aren't Democrats. This is the Fourth Reich. I'll say it time in and time out, and they keep proving me right. Don, Southside. Yeah, just calling. Um, I want to just make a quick comment about uh, the idea of making Washington, D.C. a 51st state. Uh, originally, Washington, D.C., that land was part of Maryland and Virginia. Yep. They gave away that land to make an independent area for the country to have an independent uh, place away from any state politics to be the capital. If the people who live there want congressional and Senate representation, just give the land back to Maryland. They have senators right away overnight. Uh, It's efficient. It's the fastest way to do it. Um, They may end up with one or two more congressmen. That's it. Don, do you really think that Chicago wants to give up the title as the most corrupt city? There's no way it's going to happen. Most corrupt state, Illinois. (laughs) Thank you, Don. I appreciate it. Let's go to Chuck Tullivan. What the hell are you doing, kid? It's Monday. I just got done slopping hogs. Hey, thank you for mentioning my garage high school band. I was in a band. It was called My Body, My Choice. Thank you. It looks like an ACDC ripoff band. Hey, the reason I called was I want to know why. Uh, they had the complete Democratic state. I used to live in northwest Indiana. I've been up in Wisconsin there for 12 years. And Gary, Indiana is like the second Detroit. And they had all them fires last night. And guess what? All the surrounding areas that were probably majority of them were white, they sent their volunteer fire department up to help the unionized uh, Gary firefighters to try to put all the blazes out on on, on those surrounding communities dying. Chuck, and I didn't if, see if, if you're waiting for me to tell you that somehow we can prove throughout millenniums and throughout history and throughout our own reality that people are individuals and we don't think in cults and, and somehow we're going to get mercy from the real racists, the American Democrat, I can't do that, brother. I mean, I hope so. But, you know, after all, racism is the is the bastion of morons. And one thing's for certain, if you look at the states and the counties and the towns where Democrats rule, and where they vote continually for the same crooks, they're morons. So I'm not gonna. You're not gonna win an argument with a moron. Somebody just show me the one Democrat utopia in America, one city, municipality, county, or state ruled by Democrats that isn't bankrupt, isn't a failure, isn't corrupt. Just one. And in the meantime, for when that goes the other way, I'll show you states that are thriving with zero taxation. Led by what? The opposite of American Marxists. I'll take all your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. Yes. I sent you this one. I remember. Dan Prof puts the CNN, and I'm convinced of it, just to drive me insane. John Kasich and Barney Frank are on. John Kasich is a green 
with this concept that uh, American corporations need to pay their fair share. Either he can't pass an Econ 101 class like Barney Frank, who, by the way, is single-handedly one of the most responsible for the housing implosion of any American citizen, or he doesn't understand there's no such thing. Corporations don't exist. Only people. There's no corporation any more than there's a building. It doesn't exist unless somebody owns it to pay taxes, dummy. I mean, this is this is just so pathetic, these Marxist talking points. Bart, Bridgeport. Yeah, good luck explaining Dodd-Frank to most people or, or Glass-Steagall, but I'll tell you what. You asked about Trump before. I just like the idea of the paradigm of the Jeffersonian. Everyone's screaming term limits. The original idea was we drag people who've had a job before. Yeah. Someone who was good at something, and we make them, against their will almost, serve at the public trust. Now we've got people who don't know how to do, they've never done anything except suck the public teeth. And, and make money, Bart. Uh, and make money. you got to remember, you and make money. They've all become, you know, Joe Biden never did a job. He's got $19 million in real estate. You don't need term limits. You need a simple rule. Here's a simple rule. If you hold public office, you cannot invest ever. You cannot especially invest in companies that you know are getting billion-dollar contracts like Nancy Pelosi and Microsoft. Married to Joe Domingo with a wig on. You cannot get that profit as if you were speculating like a person, like an investor. You are a corrupt inside trading scumbag and the Speaker of the House. See, you could term limit them if you handcuff them from prostituting the power of government to profit simple and they'll term limit themselves because 225 245 whatever whatever amount of money they're giving them for that phony baloney job they call congressman or senator where they go sit in an office and conspire of how to really give it to the american people will they amass a fortune on the side stop making it legal for them to have packs Adam Kinzinger has raised $3.7 million in a pack he started in January. How? How? How could some know-nothing, good-for-nothing, ho-dunk Republican congressman in a Democrat mafia state possibly raise $3 million plus? How? Because they know, like Don Corleone knew, you just buy them like chiclets in your pocket. And when you the money is distributed in these massive bills that their their very constituents can't even fathom the money, when they get distributed, you get your end. And this is what we call the American political system, also known as a banana republic with a federal reserve. See, the only thing that Hugo Chavez needed was a federal reserve. And then, of course, a military strong enough to crush anybody who said, hey, why are we using your money again? Eduardo Midway. Hi, Eduardo. Yeah, Sean. Uh, good evening. Uh, 60 minutes, uh, second story yesterday on the semiconductors. The uh, China is going to bag that company so they can be the kingmakers in the semiconductor. Exactly. And why do they make semiconductors? Why do we have this problem? And the answer, once again, leads back to American government regulation. The American government regulated so it was a disadvantage to, for us to produce those here in this country. And now we're paying the cost. I mean, I'm not that surprised at it, Eduardo. Are you? No, I mean, uh, even the guy says, you know, you guys need to produce more PhDs and uh, masters. Yeah, but we, we even even though we do, and even though, don't forget, we, we still are the most creative when it comes to that. They have stole massive amounts of our intellectual property. It's irrelevant when the government sets up a Rube Goldberg system of business that takes something that you can buy here made in a different country for $400 and they make the cost of production $2,000. So, the, the, you know, the problem with why we're in this position is because the American government has regulated a disadvantage for American software companies to produce these chips. You know what I mean? All right, I have stumped Eduardo with my brilliance. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Very good, how are you? Good, I have two comments I want to make. First of all, you don't have to know anything about getting a job. Just get a job, know someone who's politically connected, get a job at Amtrak or Metro. That's why, in my personal opinion, these places should be free 
of any political influence because any time government gets involved. And second of all, Cuomo needs to keep his mouth shut because if I were in his shoes, I wouldn't be saying anything about anybody. What do you think? You're talking about Cuomo? It's New York, brother. What do I think? I think that New yeah. York, like Chicago, like New Jersey, like all of the Democrat mafia states, are very comfortable with this kind of corruption and failure. In fact, oh. to them, it's normal. So I would, I would be surprised if he doesn't get reelected. I think, don't they have term limits, though, or is that the mayor? I can't. No, they do have term limits, sir, but who knows? They can change it. Yeah, well, look at Warner Wilhelm. He would have won yeah. if he wasn't term limited at all. And that's Del Blasio for you people who don't know he changed his name. Thank you so much. I personally think he should have stuck with the Warner Wilhelm. I think it would have been very righteous and very, very appropriate for that um, Nazi Marxist scum to have a name that sounded like he had a Hugo Boss suit on. But apparently Del Basio sounds softer. Um, one of the things I wanted to really get into is the taxes and the inflation of the Biden stagflation and destruction of our American financial system. Okay, so we're going to go again with 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 Biden and his idea of how to crush any sense of of profit, any sense of private sector investing or ownership by taxing it to where it's not worth it. Kind of like the semiconductors, kind of like American manufacturing. See, what they like to do is make it so there's a disadvantage to to Americans actually producing so that we have to strengthen the enemies. It's either that or they agree philosophically with the Chinese Marxists. 312-642-5600. We're going to cover the sound bites when I get back. Ah, oh, yes. Get those people. They're good at making money. Take it. Take it. Who's taking it? Well, the government. They waste it. That's okay. Take it. Put rules in place. They're better than me. They shouldn't be better than me. Nobody's better than me. And I don't want equal opportunity. What I want is government to, you know, take their money. And that's, that's like an American thing, like a principle. Well, there's other things that are principles. And actually, they're called fundamentals. Yeah, so yes, they are. That's why the Soviet Union, you know, that utopia that Karl Marx built, that's why they ended up not only eating their dogs and uh, surviving on vodka instead of water, but why it collapsed was that they had a big problem with government making up fake money, spending it, and deciding who gets it. I think it took like 72 years, if memory serves me right. But after people, you know, considering eating their dead, it turned out that um, it did collapse and they let it collapse. But there were experts back then that said, you know, what you're doing in the beginning, it's starting to really make prices go crazy. And it's starting to take people who were used to making things and creating things and employing people, it's starting to make them go away. And they ignored them much like the American Democrats or the Chicagoan does to any kind of reason or logic or sense. So um, when Warren Buffet says it, Warren Buffet, see, he's loved by Democrats because he wants to tax people, too, that aren't him or Munger. Um, when he kind of warns of it at a Berkshire Hathaway meeting, you know, the kind where in order to just be in the room, you're probably worth 10 or 15 million, you're an accredited investor, and you've got an IQ smarter than, you know, 80% of the people. When you, they put a video in that room, you should pay attention. I will ask this question from Chris Freed from Philadelphia, and whoever wants to take this on stage. From raw material purchases by Berkshire subsidiaries, are you seeing signs of inflation beginning to increase? Let me answer that. Greg can get more. We're seeing very substantial inflation. It's very interesting. I mean, it, it, we're raising prices. People are raising prices to us. Uh, and it's being accepted. I mean, it's not... Uh, if we get... Well... <laughs> take home building. I mean, uh, you know, the cost of... We've got nine home builders and, uh, in addition to our manufactured housing thing and then uh, operation, which is the largest in the country. So we really do a lot of housing. <laughs> Uh, the costs are just up, up, up. So when a guy, see, when you're a billionaire and inflation hits, you call it interesting. It's like when you're really wealthy and then, you know, you, somehow you go to Vegas and you blow all your cash. You call yourself cash poor. But you still got all kinds of money to, to kind of buffer the stupidity. Warren Buffet has all kinds of money to, to uh, uh, buffer the stupidity by the Democrats and the Marxist Mafia. He employs 370,000 people. 370,000 people work for Berkshire Hathaway in one form or another. So when that man starts to tell you there's a, there's a problem, there's inflation, that means he's getting ready to put some people out of work. 
And that means costs are going to go high. And that means this Democrat Marxist mafia fantasy is going to come to a crashing halt. It is not a price sensitive economy right now in the least. And uh, I don't know exactly how one shows up in different price indices, but there's there's more inflation going on than quite a bit more inflation going on than people would have anticipated just six months ago or thereabouts. And that's why I have total contempt for anybody, anybody that would vote for this moron, this diaper wearing moron, corrupt political whore we pretend is the president. Because you, you obviously don't care on the South Side what the costs are. You don't care. I mean, maybe you don't pay the bill. I don't know how it works. But how could you not see this coming? Everything they touch ends in destruction, disaster, and devastation for the citizen. When we look at steel prices, timber prices, any petroleum input, you know, fundamentally there's pressure on those uh, raw materials. I do think something you've touched on, Warren, and it, it, it goes really back to the raw materials. There's a scarcity of product right now of certain raw materials. It's impacting prices. I know it's boring. I know it's money. But these are fundamentals of life itself. The reason this country is the greatest country isn't because of political whores we call politicians. It's because we adopted a system of capitalism and property rights that are being undermined and bastardized specifically by one Marxist party. It's easy to spot. They have such arrogance and audacity. They got an 80-year-old in a diaper bossing you around, taking away your money. I had a good time. Mondays are fantastic. We'll be back tomorrow, 5 to 7. She don't believe in shooting stars, but she believes in shoes.